0: time has finally come.
1: I'm sure people have been dying to hear this one.
0: I hope they're not literally. That would be very well, sad.
1: I would hope not because so, good lord, but <laughs> figuratively <laughs> dying to hear this one.
0: It's time to talk about uh, one of the more prominent games of 2020.
1: hmm
0: On this here very podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A certain remake. Yep. Ish.
1: Ish. <laughs> I would call it a reimagining.
0: We'll we'll get to that. Okay. Uh hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Season Lane Check Up OVA It's a Podcast. Where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Lady Um Hello. This is episode two hundred and twenty. Whale. Well. Whale. Well. And uh well this game became a PS plus game earlier this month, and we were like, well, no better time than the present to play this game. Because you would have been waiting around it's free. for it. You would have been waiting around for it to go on sale at least cheap enough that so you'd eventually play it because you were like, Yeah, I'll just do it. Whatever.
1: Yeah, and then I was gonna just share play it so that you could also experience mm-hmm. it. I well, was gonna take one for the team. And it's we free, both took so we, it for the team. <laughs>
0: we both took it for the team. We're gonna talk about Final Fantasy Seven remake. Mm-hmm about a year after the fact it came out so
1: <laughs> well you know what it was free al yes
0: i'm going to make a rare correction of on of for our podcast okay i was wrong about this game were you i think this game's all right
1: <laughs> i think there are all right parts about it um and there are definitely parts that I was like, okay, yeah, that I like this. I like this. But I, there's still parts of it that I'm just like, oh, no, that's a disaster. Why are you doing this?
0: I, there, To be fair, like, there are definitely parts of this game I, I really, really liked. There are parts that I'm just like, eh. And then there's parts that I'm just like, uh, you could have done better on that. And also, like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of to be expected. But I think... The hindsight of playing this, like, a year after the fact that came out, we, we've heard all of the hoopla about it.
1: Yeah, we both had the ending spoiled for us.
0: So, like, we knew going in what this basically was going to be. So, I think that that kind of helped temper expectations or at least come into, like, with the expectation of, like, this isn't Final Fantasy VII. Right. Beat for beat. This is a new version of it, a new imagining of it. Yeah. Like you said. So, I think that really helped with, like, the, the mindset coming into this because if we had played this at launch, I think it would have been worse because we would have been expecting something else than what this really is. Yeah. And I think a lot of that kind of... I mean, we've talked about this before, but, like, I think a lot of that kind of comes with the fact that they call this Final Fantasy VII Remake. hmm Like, they... And all I say, they really shouldn't have. Like, I get why you would because, obviously, it's a great marketing term yes. to push forward what... a new version of Final Fantasy Seven, but, like... This isn't really a remake.
1: No, it's not what this is. In the, in
0: the classical term of what a remake usually is, mm-hmm. which is just like, you know, you are recreating the story from scratch and putting it out there. This is, I think, like you said, a reimagining. It's something different. And I think at times, it does some very interesting things with the idea of like, what exactly is Final Fantasy VII? Mm-hmm. What is What is the the expectations for people who enjoy Final Fantasy VII. What do Final Fantasy VII fans think of Final Fantasy VII? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And, like, I think those are questions that I think this game asks and, like, tries to answer in very sometimes interesting and different ways than what I would have expected. And, like, it's questions that I I figured, like, they wouldn't really address if this was technically just a Final Fantasy VII remake. It would just be, hey, it's Final Fantasy VII again. Mm -hmm. But I think... The, like considering there's just so much hoopla around Final Fantasy 7s ever since it came out in, what, 90, 1997? Yep. um, That's 23 years of just expectations and people building this game up in their heads for decades at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the interesting things that Square kind of does with this is it really f***s with your expectations in, in some ways. Yeah. In ways that I think is smart because... Creating a remake in the traditional sense, like you said, is just like, you know, you're retelling the story in just like a different way with either like new actors or it's just like a a new vision of what you could bring to the story. Whereas I think with this, like considering this, this, this story has so much just like heavy weight on it because of like what people want from it. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm square going into this like that, I think that's a great idea of just to be like, okay, let's just with them. Because they're going to expect something like this, but at the same time, we can just like twist and turn them in, in ways that they're not going to expect and make it so like they're going to come into this as like a new experience instead of just it's Final Fantasy 7 again.
1: Yeah, and I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I think there's some really good ideas here. And I also think that some of the execution is just butts, like absolute garbage. buts but like there's just a lot of it that not a lot there's there's several bits of this I was just like really we're doing that right now come on <laughs> like it just felt very hokey at times
0: I, I think that's fair like there are definitely parts like of this game that i i feel like long for the sake of being long is a definite criticism of this game
1: yes oh my god there's so much padding
0: i think at, at times it works because I think they flesh out some stuff that really is just not available in the original game mm-hmm. due to just various t- kinds of constructs and everything and constraints. Whereas there are also, also times where they try and kind of expand upon stuff that, like, it, you know, you didn't really need to do that.
1: So wh- give me an example of where you think the padding works.
0: Uh, like, I think the early bits of the game, maybe like the yes. first half. Yeah, where like you get a lot of character development, you get character building, you get a lot of just like feeling like of the of the like the Sector Seven slums, like you kind of yeah. you get like a real like feeling of like this is what this place is and everything. You get a good understanding of like who each character is and all that sort of stuff. Um, the way they flesh out uh, Bigs Wedge and Jesse, I think, is really good. I agree. Um, I think a lot of like is like that first half of the game they do really well with in terms of like expanding upon the fiction of Final Fantasy Seven. where I think it kind of starts to fall off is the Shinra part,
1: yeah. I mean, like that climbing of the the rubble part and then having to go through like the Shinra tower, like, oh my God, I was so toned by that point. I'm like, guys, there was like, stop.
0: There was a few times where I was like, oh, this is probably the last chapter of the game. And then, like, three chapters later, I was like, oh, this is actually the last chapter of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, having having to do that climbing section and then having to do, like, all of the stuff in the Shenra Tower, that, like, some of it was okay, but for the most part, I was just like, you guys are just trying to pad this to make it a little bit longer because you didn't have enough to work with. Because yeah, you're I mean, trying to keep it within Midgar and that's it.
0: yeah. So- and I think that's kind of like a blessing and a curse that they're they're having to work with here. Where like they're trying to expand upon this early part of the original game mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, they never really could with like the, you know, the PlayStation and just like all the other side stuff that they had. But at the same time, doing that means like you're going to kind of like expand upon sections that really don't really, like they don't need that. Like they're kind of fine the way they are.
1: Yeah. Um. And I mean, one thing that was kind of frustrating for me is that, there are actually some, like, kind of neat puzzles that happened in the Shinra Tower in the original. And, like, all that's gone in favor of, like, hey, let's go through a bunch of lab rooms. Yeah.
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> and, like, the museum part of it was sort of interesting. It's over the fact that, like, I couldn't just go through it. It's like, well, let me lock you in this room while this robot lady talks to you about what's going on. All right, cool, you can go on. I'm like
0: i i did want to ask you as a former museum museum curator
1: mm-hmm.
0: how was the uh, the shinra museum
1: man okay so <laughs> uh, i will i literally
0: say, went through that section and i was like i want to i want to know what al thinks of this
1: i fully admit that i like engaged with all of the the museumy bits that i could mm-hmm. um when you initially walk into the museum and like you're given this this introduction, cool, whatever. I'm going in here. Um, you see the like golden Shin- President Shinra, which was like whoa. Um, but then like once you start getting into the sections with like actual content, like one of the first things you do is like, oh hey, I'm gonna go talk to this little holographic Scarlet, and it's like, oh this part's broken. I'm like what? What do you mean this part's broken? You're gonna really start this museum with oh this part's broken? <laughs> Come on. Like at least put a sign on here or something. Like, why, why? And that's capitalism uh, for you. It, it is. Um, and like the weird bits of like talking to the the leaders of the different departments of Shinra, like that that was super uncomfortable and bizarre. Um and the thing that doesn't make a lot of sense to me about this entire like museum setting, and yes, I'm going on this museum theory deal with me um is that it's supposed to be looking at the different sections of shinra and like what they do and yet like everything that's really on display has to do with the military side of it and i'm like what about like reeve's section where he talks about like development of the the city like you don't have anything on display for him you just have him standing there telling you about it meanwhile you have like 15 shinra um uniforms (laughs) so it was really frustrating and then like you've got the you move in. that's fast vision for you uh, yeah um (laughs) you move in through the the like guided tour section and you know she gives you like hey wasn't that great and again you get stuck in the room um there's also in the original they had the the full like midgar scale model and like that was part of a puzzle in the original so um i was kind of like bummed when i got to it it's like oh there you are i don't get to do anything with you um which is another thing is that it's just given with zero context in this museum it's like here's a model of our city and i'm like okay so what are we doing with it there's nothing else in this room besides this model of the city look at this cool
0: model okay cool next
1: (laughs) yeah and then like you have the the like really weird like propaganda video that you had in the like planetarium area that was very bizarre and also like kind of frustrating to me gameplay wise because we get like two mentions of the ancients before that and it's like here's this info dump (laughs) um but yeah uh shinra needs to hire a curator that's what i'm trying to say
0: well i think they're gonna have a little trouble with that going forward
1: yeah, probably.
0: Uh, I, th- I think before going any further, let's talk about just the weird development history of this game. Cause okay. People have been wanting a Final Fantasy Seven remake since, like, the early 2000s. So we kind of have to go through these starts and stops of will they, won't they, what are they going to do, who knows? Type
1: deal. Yeah, and it's part of their fault because they kept doing things with, like, tech demos. <laughs> yeah. Which whoops, but anyway, continue.
0: Uh, this is from Wikipedia.
1: Wikipedia, you may have heard
0: of it. Um, so, in the early 2000s, Square announced a remake for PlayStation 2 alongside Final Fantasy 8 and Final Fantasy 9. But nothing further was ever was ever heard of the, with the project. Uh, it was abandoned because of the increased challenge of developing on new hardware and would have necessitated, necessitated cutting content. The staff were preoccupied with developing Final Fantasy XIII and its sequels, and Remake would have been an equally large or larger project, hard to undertake at the same time. Once the XIII series ended, the team was free to pursue other projects. Uh, Kitase claims that since, the thir- since Final Fantasy XIII, he had been asked multiple times about developing this game, probably a lot more than just multiple. Probably. Uh, co-director Naoki Hamaguchi was really just a- originally just a fan of the game, so he was glad about his inclusion into the core development team. Good for you.
1: <laughs> Aww.
0: Demand for a remake grew following a PlayStation 3 tech demo at the 2005 E3, showcasing the opening of Final Fantasy VII with Square's new Crystal Tools engine. Uh, I remember that one very vividly, and then people would be like, oh, Final Fantasy VII Remake! And they're like, no, 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 no. This is just us showing off what we could do with the PS3. Yep. Cool yep. It. Cool it. Cool your jets. <laughs> cool your jets.
1: Like I said, part of this was their own fault for doing that. They're yes. like, oh, God, what have we done?
0: Uh, further demand came during the game's impending 10th anniversary in 2007. On both occasions, Square denied that any remake was in development for reasons including their focus on new games, the necessity to cut elements to make a remake manageable, the difficulty of developing for modern hardware, and the amount of development time it would require. Um, this doesn't go into yeah, it, yeah, but... About that. <laughs> yeah, but one of the other big kind of teases that they did was like... Uh, was this in 2013? 2013 or 2014 at... Uh, the December Sony event, when they brought on uh, they brought on stage uh one of the the big heads of Square Enix. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was like the president or someone else. And he's like, "All right, guys, we're bringing it to PS4." Final Fantasy 7 Everyone's like, "Oh, no, what?" And they're like, "The port from the PC." And everyone's yep. was like,
1: "Oh." Yep, I remember that. <laughs>
0: that was just very funny
1: oh man big troll right there that
0: was a, yes like we, we, you had to have known you had but, to have known but regardless uh the remake project project began when final fantasy producer shinji hashimoto broached the subject to katase nojima and Nomura. all three were reaching a stage of life that they defined as that age <laughs> All felt that if they waited much longer, they might not be alive to or would be too old to develop a remake, and passing the project on to a new generation did not feel right. That's that's a problem.
1: That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> Another reason for developing the remake was that Square Enix was creating a growing library of PlayStation 4 titles, and the team hoped to increase the console's popularity. Namura was appointed as director, much to his own surprise, when it was decided to create the remake, but he was busy with the making of the video game Kingdom Hearts 3 at the time. <laughs> as you do.
1: You know about that.
0: Uh, let's see what else. So let's talk about when this eventually decided to pop up. Uh, rumors of a Final Fantasy VII remake appeared in 2014, but it wasn't until the 2015 E3 during the Sony press conference that it was announced, receiving a standing ovation because that was when they still had fans and attendance for press conferences. Yep. The 2015 E3 press conference I think is like still very wild as well because that was like they announced that that was the Shinmu three announcement, and then they that was the first time they showed off Last Guardian.
1: All right.
0: since like 10 years prior basically <laughs> so yeah that was a very wild wild time
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this doesn't really go into this but like there was the point in time when like CyberConnect was making this game Yeah. when it was originally announced and then at some point they were like nah get out of here we're breaking like, in Square Enix working. proper
1: this isn't working we gotta redo this
0: we gotta we gotta change things up uh, so they, originally, they brought back in square people and then eventually it came out in last year 2020
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it's, this is a real thing that exists now <laughs> it's it still weird to think real, about
1: I mean partially because like it's it's already been announced that there's gonna be like an episodic type scenario yes um, and so this is technically episode one um, but we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen from here. Uh, Other apparently, than Yuffie.
0: yeah. So we were talking about this earlier, or like off air when we were talking about why they replaced everyone from the English cast and kept the Japanese cast.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So originally, they were going to just. Keep, bring over the original voice actors from Advent Children, mm-hmm. and just have all of them reprise their roles, and then they recast everyone. Uh, according to Katase, he said that choosing a new generation of voices for the characters was part of the game's rebirth as remake.
1: Except they didn't in Japan.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Apparently
0: the English side only gets the, the, the rebirth. Weird. I mean, this whole game's weird.
1: Okay, yes. The fact
0: that it exists is weird.
1: Yes. Yes, not wrong. Right, I I
0: forgot about this as well, that, like, some parts of the world didn't get physical copies until, like, much after the release because of COVID.
1: Yep. Yeah, there was a huge, like, hoopla with the release because of COVID. Right. It kind of Uh, led to a mess.
0: Yeah, and then as uh, they announced on the the latest state of play we talked about this a little bit last week uh mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 7 Remake Intergrade is the PS5 version that they're putting out uh it's got that Yuffie DLC um which i think that makes a little bit more sense now having played that mm. of like why that's going to exist because of where the game where this game ends
1: I still don't know what they're doing with it though
0: I mean that's fair but like um I'm a little less confused by it than i was Last week, let's say. I am not. Um, Yeah, this is a weird game.
1: It is a very, very weird game. Um, And I've mentioned this before. I mentioned it when we were playing the demo. And um, I, 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 I know I've told you several times, I hate the combat in this game. I absolutely hate it.
0: I don't. I didn't. I didn't hate it as much as I did from the demo. I think I just kind of like grew to be like, eh, it's whatever. Who cares? It's not. It is not great combat by the by any stretch of the imagination. I still think it's just like kind of average and mediocre. I think one of the like the bad things about the combat is that they placed all of like your party info in the lower right hand corner, like it was a Japanese RPG,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: like that just does not work when you're playing an action game. Because, like, I'm not, if I'm playing an action game, I'm not going to draw my my attention to the lower right-hand corner to check how, like, much health I have left. Yeah. So, like, I felt like that was a weird disconnect that I don't think really worked all that well. Here's a weird thing that I I think you're going to be kind of surprised about.
1: Okay.
0: That I felt about, that eventually got my, wrapped my head around the combat. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The boss fight, like, this is more particularly for the boss fights, but, like, the boss fights remind me of Yakuza. What? Yeah, okay, so bear with me here. Okay. Yawgs the boss fights. You've seen mm-hmm. them now. I You've have seen, seen a, them. a few games worth of them now. Yep. You know, they uh they have varying layers or sections to their boss fight.
2: hmm
0: Where you'll like take them down to a specific health point, they'll do a cutscene, and then you begin again and then there may be another one in between there.
1: Yeah, there's like phases to them.
0: Yes. The Final Fantasy VII remake bosses all have like that similar style of phasing. Mm-hmm. That I was just like, this is very reminiscent to like Yakuza in a weird way. That I was like, and also like for some reason, like just the combat itself kind of gave me, put me in that same groove as like playing a Yakuza game. Which is, I it's, I know it sounds just incredibly strange. Like I think the the combat the combat systems themselves are not comparable. Because yeah. they're very different to each other. But like for whatever reason, just like I would get into like the same groove that I would feel when I'm playing like Yakuza, like when I'm feeling like, real good about it. It's very weird. Like I, I don't like I'm not going to say like hey the combat's good. But like it just gave me that kind of same f- feeling and like once like I wrapped my head around like the boss fight's kind of working that way, it made them make sense weirdly more than they had previously. I don't know. It's it sounds completely strange, but that's just how my brain wrapped around it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just absolutely hated everything combat related. I I despised it.
0: I will say, I think they do a good job of making every character that you get to play as feel very different from each other.
1: Everybody's unique, and I did like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can switch between them, so you're not stuck with Cloud all the time. Yeah. Um, and I got to the point where I could just, like, absolutely wreck House's Aerith. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious. <laughs> I'm just in there with my little rod, like, blip, 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 blip.
2: Yeah,
0: Aerith's kind of a powerhouse in this game.
1: <laughs> she is.
0: But yeah i really like you, enjoy you, like like Specker, yeah, right? yeah yeah right. but i i enjoy how much like everyone kind of plays differently so like clouds just like you know you're and slash dude you can just like sit there and just dump bolus into people as barrett um tifa you can but kind of you play also
1: have a melee barrett too
0: yeah i never got to i didn't play as much as melee Barrett because i didn't think that would be good a good play style for how i want to play as barrett yeah but yeah that's like a weird thing you can do but it is uh, an option yeah tifa you can kind of like think of it more like a fighting game yeah in a weird way and then arab's just like
1: pew 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 yep <laughs> so, so i
0: thought I, that was real cool
1: no i i agree with you that it was good that like everybody has a unique play style because um you know with with the original final fantasy you know they have their their unique limit breaks and then they have their like attacks and that kind of thing but
0: it's, it's a you're playing a turn-based game so like they're not really gonna feel different from each other right
1: and so they all feel completely different in how they play in this even if i didn't like doing it
0: yeah i mean that's completely fair like i would not say that the combat is one of the strong points of this game it's very much one of the weaker points of this video game <laughs>
1: and, and and the summoning is so weird yeah
0: i guess it makes sense because like the way this game is like you can't just have them come onto the field and just do an attack like it it works better that to just kind of hang around and help you out.
1: Yeah. It was and just then, very, very weird.
0: Yeah. And then you get to see realistic chocobos and, and moogles and a realistic fat chocobo.
1: Nightmare fuel. The fat chocobo didn't bother me as much as chocobo and... Mo- was it moogle or mog? I don't remember. I but anyway. Moogle. But chocobo and moogle, like, oh my god, they're terrifying. <laughs> it's one they of those things you out. first
0: see and you're just like, what is this?
1: It's so upsetting. I'm like, what are you? Who
0: thought this was good?
1: Oh god, like Fat Chocobo's fine because he's fat, and like you can't really tell anything about him. He's but, like, Bleh. um, he is really, really good for um for grinding out the like requests for Chadley or mm-hmm. whatever his name was, the guy with the monocle. Yeah. Um, you could just do so many of them with Fat Chocobo and his VR simulations. Thanks, Fat Chocobo for sacrificing yourself multiple times for You're me. the real MVP. You are the real MVP. <laughs> Help me get Leviathan so that Aerith could wreck house even further. <laughs> but yeah, that that realistic Moogle is like the most upsetting thing.
2: <laughs> so Blech. weird.
1: Um so but yeah I, there there is a lot that they did here that is good. Um Good. And so I, I can't like go in and say like this is a bad game. I can't say that. I won't say that.
0: Did you enjoy it better than you thought you would?
1: Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> um, there are parts of it that I was just like, all right, all right, all right. I feel this. I like what they're doing here. And then they would just go and do something completely stupid. I'm like, guys, really? Why? And it, and I mean, it's the most Square Enix thing in the universe to do to be like hey let's do something that's actually good let's do something that's exciting let's do something that's unique oh let's also just make it completely dumb
0: i mean that, that you have to you know going into a square game for the most part that's what you're getting
1: i know it's just really frustrating because like and also I,
0: this isn't a more game so you have to doubly know that going into it
1: <laughs> yeah there's just so much that i could see that i'm like all right i could see like this actually being a very good game that does some like, unique things with the Final Fantasy story, the, uni- the Final Fantasy universe, um, that that kind of, like, again, plays with your expectations a little bit, um, that builds up these characters and this environment a bit more, um, that doesn't hide a certain character behind missable cutscenes. Yes, um, like, I think
0: that's one of the most prominent things that this game does well. Yeah. Is that they actually address Zack, they yeah. show him.
1: They show Zack! He talks! And, like, they and, show- they're
0: like, and they're not like, oh, you might hear about this character if you do this specific talking bit like you do in the original game. Like I think that's a that is a very smart thing that they needed to do. Like yes. I think when we talked about this game, the original game, like that was one of our key complaints about Final Fantasy Seven. It's like, you know, this is very important, you know, to the story cannon. Like stuff.
1: Zach is incredibly yes, important.
0: That they just hide away and just expect you to kind of figure it out and find it eventually.
1: Like um, Zack is could be argued that he's like one of the big triggers of everything that happens in Final Fantasy Seven.
0: Yeah, I think like though, like considering all the stuff that they've done since then,
1: mm-hmm. like if
0: they did the same thing that they did in the original game, like so, much, they, there's no way they could do that.
1: No, there's no way.
0: Like it would be impossible to tell the story without actually diving into that stuff.
1: <laughs> without addressing that Zach exists.
2: Yeah, exactly. pretty blatantly.
1: <laughs> um. Which I was able to show you, like, the the one cutscene that they have of Zach is, like, a shot for shot, word for word from Crisis Core. They just Mm -hmm. prettied it up. Um, So that was a neat touch that they did that. Yeah. Um, And so you also kind of, like, have... Like I said, there's good stuff about this game. And I'm not going to say that there's not.
0: I think one thing that we could agree on that is both good and bad
1: mm-hmm.
0: parts of this game look absolutely gorgeous
1: absolutely gorgeous the first time i went to eric's house i was like oh my mm-hmm. god this is beautiful Thor. like i went i went out on her balcony i was just like Bleh.
0: yeah like there are some of this parts of this game where you're just like oh, man they are getting a lot out of the playstation 4 and then other parts <laughs> you're like i understand how you're getting so much out of the playstation 4 now because oh god this looks terrible
1: it looks terrible <laughs> Um, one thing that is, is kind of weird for me, um, and, and you got to hear this a lot, like, I think Cloud and Aerith are absolutely beautiful. They're beautiful, beautiful human beings. <laughs> um, I don't like Cloud's eyelashes. They look now very Now you're just weird. getting
0: very hyper-specific.
1: And no, no, no. Like, every time they, like, closed up on his eyes, it was like, they just look like sticks coming out of his eyelids.
0: Look, that's the power <laughs> of the PlayStation 4.
1: Well, I think it's because they were trying. It's gonna to be. It's play. gonna
0: be much better on PS5. I
1: was, Graphics. I think they were trying to like make him like not look girly. Graphics. Um, but I was just like, he just got weird eyeball sticks. <laughs> very bizarre.
0: No, I I could agree with you. Like some, I, I would definitely see that and be like, that, that looks weird in a way that I think is kind of off. But I'm just like, whatever.
1: But they did do things with Cloud that I thought were neat. Um, like he he has this tick that he has in the game that like when he's feeling uncomfortable or um. Like, if somebody has, like, raised their voice at or something, he'll, like, suck in his bottom lip. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's, like, trying to keep his mouth shut. And, like, that's a pretty cool thing that they actually, like, put in a tick for this character since he obviously has a ton of problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, that's his way of dealing. Like, the first time I ever really noticed it um, was with Elmira when she's, like, yelling at him in the, like, first floor of Aerith's house. Mm-hmm. He like sucks in his lip and then like I noticed afterwards that he does it a few times when he's like upset or bothered by something. I was like, all right. All right. That's pretty cool. Um Rip the purple outfit though.
0: Yeah. I'm not again, I'm not surprised.
1: Maybe considering... we're at Condit with Crisis Core.
0: Yeah, like no they've never brought that back since the original game. Yeah. Like the the amiibo has it, but like that's basically it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like you're never gonna see the purple outfit again which is unfortunate because the purple outfit it's so dumb and good
1: it's so dumb and good it's so dumb and good um
0: i mean at least like he does not look like he's like advent children cloud in this game which is uh, positive
1: a very very big positive honestly um and one thing that i will definitely say for this game is that it reiterated to me how bad they have done with Final Fantasy post Final Fantasy Seven, like Crisis Core, is great, and I I support Crisis Core. But like Advent Children, terrible. And this just reinforces how bad it is and how terrible the characterizations are. Yeah. It's really frustrating. Like um one of the things that I, I mentioned to you when I was playing it, I was like, Barrett is a good dad. Like he he definitely has flaws. You know, he's he's an eco terrorist. Does his job. Um, and he's he's kind of a hothead, but he's definitely a good dad, and he absolutely cares about Marlene. And it's very, very obvious that he cares about Marlene. And so, like, it rubbed into me that I find it so frustrating that they're like, well, what if we just, like, make Barrett abandon Marlene and Advent Children so that, like, Cloud and Tifa have to raise her? I'm like...
0: That wouldn't happen!
1: <laughs> he would never do that! He would absolutely never do that! Like, yes, he trusts those two... Like he he definitely would like let them watch her if he needed, but he would never just leave her there and be like, all right, you guys raise her now. He would yeah, never like, do that.
0: There are just so many points in this game where you can be like where you can see just like, yeah, he would not that's just not how he would be.
1: Mm-mm. That's not and, his character. And I think that's one thing that this remake does really well is it it flushes out Barrett more mm-hmm. um than his like stereotype that he was in the original and made me like him way more than I did originally.
0: Totally. Like, there are definitely, like, a few chapters later on in the game, like, in the, like, the latter two-thirds, or latter third, basically, of, like, where Barrett kind of, like, really takes kind of, like, the, almost the leading role in terms mm-hmm. of, like, getting all, like, the shine and characterization, like, just some incredibly good stuff in that.
1: Incredible. And so, like, it it was really redeeming for me because at the initial, like, at, at the outset of it, they really do lean heavily on that like angry black man um, situation, and obviously, in original Five Fantasy Seven, he was Mr. T, um, and so in this, for them to like really flesh him out and give him more of a character and to give him even like some nuance, wow, imagine that! Um, like it was really, really good,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so like that's one thing that I absolutely say for this game is that they made Barrett. Ten thousand times better and also barrett would never leave marley <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course they're like if you know if they're continuing on with this this series they have to keep that up so hopefully that's something that they keep doing moving forward and not just like well <laughs> later you got your characterization this game good luck in the next couple
1: yeah um and, and i do appreciate that they actually um were able to get, like, an African-American voice actor to Mm -hmm. to do his role. Um, Because that was another thing that I was worried about. It's like, oh, God, are they going to just hire a white guy to do his voice? Yeah. Um, But they didn't, so that's good. Um, And we were talking about the, like, some things look really good in this game, some things look really bad. Um, His, like, arm hair looks really bad. (laughs) Also, he only has arm hair below his elbow on, like, his arm that's not a gun arm
0: some people just grow hair like that.
1: It's just odd.' <laughs> it's like he has like very thick black hair on the bottom part of his arm, and then like above his elbow, it's like, whoop, well, nothing there. Um, but that's just again nitpicky. Um, but yeah, Barrett, Jesse, Biggs wedge, like all of them got so much good characterization in this game that that really makes you understand and like Avalanche a lot better than I think that we were allowed to in the original Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Um, And so I I do appreciate that. Um, One thing I do want to talk about that frustrates me quite a bit is Tifa. Mm -hmm. Um, Tifa has always kind of had her entire, like, plot and character revolve around Cloud. Mm-hmm. And that's always been very, very frustrating for me. Um, and, you know, the, the one thing they're trying to play up in this is, like, oh, you know, Tifa is this independent lady, and she's super strong, and everybody acknowledges that she's strong. But, like, the whole time, they're just like, well, what if Cloud has to save her every two seconds? <laughs> And I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Like, I know that they're trying to, like, amp up that whole, like, oh, they're a relationship type thing. Which, like, you know, there's still the love interest stuff. Um,
0: Where's my Barrett love interest stuff? (laughs) Where
1: is my Barrett love interest stuff? Which, apparently, he is one of the options you can get for that scene. Amazing. Yeah, so that's good. Um, But I feel like they made it a lot worse. that Like, her character really just revolves entirely around Cloud, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and I don't like that. I also don't like her proportions. (laughs) Like her having large boobs is fine. I don't, I don't care that she has large boobs, but she needs to have some place to keep internal organs. (laughs) She has no torso whatsoever, other than the boobs, keep her organs in her boobs. Um, like, I know that they were trying to do, like, the, ooh, as hot type thing. Um, they did it in the original game. But, like, come on, guys. Really, it's 2020, 2021 now. But, like, make her look a little bit more realistic. It's not that hard. She can still have big boobs and Yeah, also, give her blocky like, arms. <laughs> but she can have big <laughs> boobs, but, like, look like a person. Yeah. It's, it's not a hard thing to do but um yeah like her her character completely revolving around cloud is just what I feel did like you, that did you notice that no
0: no no i i completely did um i was going to say like i i feel like i wasn't as surprised by that cuz like that's kind of just how the original game is that's how yeah. advent children is Yes. so like i'm not surprised they kind of go in the same way i'm disappointed that they don't really do much more Mm-hmm. considering how much more, like, how much character development, like, you see Cloud get, you see Barra get, you see Aerith have, like, everyone else seems to kind of get a whole lot of that, and then Tifa's kind of just, like, on the side just like, hello, I'm here as well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I like, will punch
0: it, stuff a little bit. Like, maybe they're going to save that and do that later on?
2: Yeah, but, but like, I mean, that
0: that's, again, that's, you know, speculation, but for yeah. this game in particular, like, yeah, she's kind of, like, the one, the black sheep of this group where, like, just nothing really big happens for her. Um, and she kind of just, like, has the same kind of character just straddling throughout the rest of the game.
1: Like, it's kind of bad that Wedge gets more character development than she does.
0: (laughs) Look, Wedge deserves it.
1: Wedge is great. Don't talk
0: bad about my boy Wedge.
1: I'm just saying, like, Wedge had no characterization in the original game. Like, you knew nothing about Wedge, and now we know a lot about Wedge, and I love him, and I want to protect him with my life. Yeah. Um, but, like, he got way more development than Tifa did. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it just really felt like, oh, hey, we realize that she's a romantic interest option and we're going to... Oh, and also they, like, we, they kind of changed their background story of, like, what their friendship was like as a kid. And I was like, for, oh, for no. For now. For now. For now, yes. but you have to
0: remember like, that a lot of this game, Cloud is an unreliable narrator.
2: He
1: is, we do, yes.
0: So the stuff you could be seeing... Is it true or not? You have to, you know, you have to come to your own conclusions on that, so. But they Clave could remembered. be, They could be retconning that. You're right. Yeah. But also, at the same time, they could be just showing that for now, and then later on, we'll come back around to it, and it'll be like, oh, no, that's not really what happened.
1: Yeah, because, like, he remembered in the original, like, her and her friends didn't care about him. They kind of bullied him. And well, I think
0: there was also a scene later where, like. There,
1: there was one scene
0: where there's a flashback and she's kind of, like, dismissive to him and cold to yeah. him. So I feel like that's kind of, like, showing, like, that that these two scenes are playing against each other and one of them is not true. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily going to write that off quite yet, but again, we don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. So, like, I think your fears are founded of, like, you know, them kind of trying, if they do try and wreck on it, like, that seems kind of dumb.
1: But we don't know for now. Always like really hurt me. I think when I was playing Final Fantasy VII is that like it made me really sad that like her and her friends really made him feel excluded and made him feel like a black sheep and really kind of bullied him. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly he says like, "Oh, well, I'll come save you if I need to." And she's like, "Oh, I'm in love with this guy now." And then like, "Oh, hey, romance, woo!" And like, no one ever addresses the fact that like they tormented him as a child.
0: You're not supposed to remember that.
1: Like, you're you're nuts. And she never, like, apologizes for that. They, they, like they're, they're no, no, should... no, she
0: gets to excuse all of that. She has or homers.
1: That's true, yeah. you. If you have boobs, you can get away with the thing, apparently. Big old, but...
0: big old T-O-Bs, you're fine.
1: Yeah, apparently. It's just really frustrating. And like, No,
0: no, yeah, I completely it. I
1: think it. as somebody who was bullied, like, yeah. the idea of me falling in love with somebody who bullied me, I'd be like, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know they they love interest stuff. That's what they but do. I think
0: even though like like you say like they they try and play up Tifa being a love interest to Cloud, like they way more go into the Cloud era stuff in this game than I was really anticipating.
1: Yep,
0: they lead heavy into that, which like I'm totally fine with. Totally, but fine. I was like, they are really like pushing this hard.
1: Um. One thing that I do find interesting when I was watching the credits because I just beat it like a few hours ago. Um, and the they do like cutscenes throughout the game of yeah. like, this is stuff that happened. And the scene with Aerith, uh, when she's at Shinra, um, like of the three that you can get Barrett, Tifa, and Aerith, they Wait, put which, hers.
0: Which scene are you talking about?
1: The one outside her house, like late at night.
0: Oh, those are different. You get different choices for
1: that? Yeah.
0: I thought it was just you get Aerith no matter what, because I felt like that no, no, narratively no. makes the most sense. No,
1: um, you can, depending on how you've treated people, you get either Tifa, Barrett, or Aerith. And Aerith Weird. is the one that's in the credits. So I was like, okay. I
0: mean, that so that's, that's the one that, one that makes intended. the most, like, canonical sense.
1: It absolutely does, yes.
0: Like, the others I would be like, yeah, well, you know, sure. But, like, that one felt like it was, like, the most, like... This is the story, so I didn't even think anything of it. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah this is a scene, sure.
1: No, it, it's it's one of the ones that's like romance dependent type thing of like if you're if you lean heavily towards Tifa, then it's Tifa that shows up. If you lean heavily towards Aerith, then Aerith shows up. And if you lean heavily How do you towards Barrett, Barrett oh, Barret okay. shows up. <laughs> I
0: don't want to see the Barrett one.
1: <laughs> I, I I watched him on YouTube, and um, Barrett's is good. I mean, I bet, like, yeah. No, not, like, a, a, a comedic thing, and, um, Sifa and Clouds is very awkward. Again, just, not like, surprising. Right, like, she just, like, starts crying on him, and he's just, like, holding his arms down at one point,
0: point. Uh, what do I do here? I don't know what to do. Oh, God. And then
1: eventually, like, he does hug her, but he hugs her too tight and hurts her with his bracer, <laughs> and I'm like, My dude, you is? have, like,
0: nuts and bolts coming out of your arm. Like, what
1: did you expect? <laughs> right i was like what is happening right now this is weird um but yeah that that's one of the like affection meter type things
0: Ah, i never um, i i would not have thought that honestly
1: yeah um so that's the thing but um i really really appreciate it how they built up the the cloud and Aerith relationship whether you like Go romantic or not, like the way that they build that up is very, very good.
0: They spend a, like they give them a significant chunk of time in this game just to like just being together and like riffing off each other and everything. They're um, it's
1: so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Like they they make that scene very poignant. Like when Clouds in Aerith's house and like he has that flashback to his mom telling him, like, "Oh, this is the kind of girl you'll want," and it's like very much just describing Aerith.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um. Because she's a year older than him and she specifically says like you need an older girl. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, that, that's always been something that that happened in the original too. But, um, I I did, I did like that, that they're like, Oh, Hey, here's the scene that's going to happen right now. (laughs) Conveniently. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really funny. Um, and I mean, there are gonna be things that are um retcon. Like one of the things that I mentioned to you is that Aerith already has her ribbon mm-hmm. um when she's a kid and she got the ribbon from Zach um in Crisis Core. So there's gonna be stuff that's changed. And um but when Yeah, I mean they...
0: like would you would you necessarily need to have that scene? What scene? Of Zach giving her the ribbon. Oh, and, no, no, no. and not just like just, oh, she has the ribbon just so you designate who she is as a kid. No, no. I I think yeah. it's
1: fine. Um and Like it it doesn't really bother me that much, but I, all this is to say a change that I think that they did very, very well is to give them more time together to Mm -hmm. just hang out and get to know each other. And like the high five sequence is so good.
0: It's very good.
1: It's so good. And it really shows cloud, like opening up to her and figuring out like, this is how I interact with you.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, because like she goes to do the high vibes, he's like, "Uh." <laughs> what are you doing? She tries to do it again, he, uh, uh, and then the next time he tries to do it and she doesn't, she's like, "Oh no, I'm sorry. We'll we'll get it right next time." <laughs> and then they finally connect. It's real good. It was real good, and so like there's several moments like that where like they're really able to like flesh that relationship out quite a bit more, and I I appreciated that. Here's
0: a question that I have for you. Okay. Now, Aerith is not a character that's around for the entirety of the game.
2: Right.
1: Maybe
0: maybe half Mm -hmm. for being generous. Would you, even with all that being said, Mm -hmm. would you still consider her a deuteragonist? Yes. Okay.
1: I mean... I mean, full spoilers here, like... Aerith knows what's going on
0: look it's Final Fantasy 7 everyone knows the spoiler of Final Fantasy (laughs) 7
1: well I I just mean like Aerith knows what's going on in this and like at first she tries to keep it under wraps Mm -hmm. but by the end you really know like Aerith is in the know she knows what's going on so this is really just as much of her story as it is clouds
0: yeah she's very much a driving force of like I'm telling you what's going to happen I am you know leading things on at certain points in time and everything so yeah it was definitely I think like there was some point maybe like two-thirds of the way through I was like she's really like protagonist level character in this game way more than she was in the original
1: yes I completely agree with you on that
0: and I think it's good because like she is a great character and like the way that they expand upon her and flush her out is, is great so like I think it's something that's like very deserving
1: I completely agree and one thing that I think is absolutely worth mentioning is that Aerith has kind of had a hit or miss um, like voice acting history. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the name of the person who voice acts her in this but she's fantastic. She I mean, does a what really, good job. What if, really if it was, job.
0: uh, what's her face?
1: <laughs> Mina Savari? No. Mandy the- Moore?
0: Yes, Mandy Moore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Moore is better than Mina Samori.
0: I just still think that's funny
1: <laughs> um, and then I forget who did her in um Advent Children at Crisis Corps, but um like this this lady she just knocks it out of the park. She really is able to nail like the like the dual sides of Aerith where she's got like the playfulness and goofiness, but then like when she has to be serious, she is very deadly serious, yeah. Like, she nails it. So, good job, person. I don't know your name. I'm uh, sorry.
0: Brianna White.
1: She did a really, really good job. Yes. Um, including the fact that, like, the, the part where Cloud is dancing and she's like in the audience, she goes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, she is <laughs> into it. It was fantastic. Um, and I think that's something that's really cool about Aerith and this is that they kind of like just let her be a dork if she wants to be a dork.
0: Yeah, like I think that's and that's good.
1: Yeah, um, there's a scene in um, Don Corneo's where Steve um, is like, "Oh, you know, Aerith, I don't know that you should come along." And uh, Cloud says on the effect of like, "You're not going to convince her anyway. She's going to do it." And she's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, you finally get me!" Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, I like that. Um. Which that there's also the scene in Don Corneo's uh, with Cloud. <laughs> um, that line is like the best delivery. <laughs> now that moving on. Uh, which we got different dresses for that. That's interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it was just because we did did how how what did you how did you do on the the rhythm game? That's I think the the main thing I would assume.
1: Uh, I think I got all but two like perfects and then like two that were like the middle level I
0: had all but one perfect ah. so maybe it wasn't because we were very similar on that case I don't know Um
1: although I really hated that game I really hated the rhythm game I
0: thought I, it, I thought it was fine but like I'm also li- willing to give developers the benefit of the doubt if they're not like rhythm game developers to begin yeah. with because yeah. making a rhythm game is tough
1: it is i just didn't like how they're like "Ooh, what's it gonna be yeah that was weird um but the whole like wall street wall street wall market um (laughs) edition (laughs) um like there was some good stuff there Mm -hmm. and um it, it was really cool to like get to explore it more they did they had the uh i was i was really upset at first because um I was playing through. It. I'm like, oh no! They got rid of the shop that has the the like turret gun in it. They got nope. rid of it, and it's then fair. I kept exploring. And I was like, I found the turret. gun That was the first shop. thing I found. Oh my god!
0: Because this, I you immediately go in, in, and it's like right to your right. And I went in, and yeah. I was like, I was like, whoa.
1: Um, because that's how you get. I, I think it's like Tifa's ultimate weapon is there or something like that, but um, it. it <laughs> i was so upset because i couldn't find it i finally found it like yay um and the the hand massage scene was very awkward it it
0: it knew what it was going for
1: it knew what it was going for yes Um, it
0: knew it was trying to be very innuendo-esque and i was like yeah 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 there is is Mm there's a part
1: afterwards that Mm -hmm. um, i got the like expensive hand massage same and cloud I had comes, the money for it. Yeah, I had the money. I was like, whatever. Cloud comes wandering out, and well, Aerith, well, it,
0: the I, thing is, like, you're you're controlling Earth at the time. Once yes, the, the scene switches.
1: Yes. Um. So, cloud comes wandering out from getting the hand massage, and she's like, "Hey, are you okay?" But he like goes to put his hand against the wall and just completely whiffs it. I don't know if you noticed that, <laughs> but it's a really good touch. <laughs> then he's just like all right i'm gonna lean against the wall now oops
0: his whole life has just like changed dramatically yeah. for him he's like oh, i don't know what to do now <laughs>
1: um so yeah like like i said there are are good moments um you got the jesse kiss i did not get the jesse kiss i was not good enough on the bike yeah the um, bike sections
0: are not i was i was honestly kind of hoping they would just like here's a cutscene was just make this bike sequence a cutscene instead there yeah. i mean it, it i feel like it's prominent that when you get you finish the game and you can go back and do it select it it lets you skip the bike section like i think they kind of like no yeah the the bike section has always been kind of in final fantasy 7
1: yeah it, it was not good and then i threw that boss fight in at the, the end mm-hmm. one and i'm like oh god this is terrible oh god i hated that but yeah they, they do let you skip it um where was I going with this?
0: I don't know. We're talking you talked you oh, said about the bike, the kiss. kiss.
1: Um anyway, I guess since I can't remember, um, and we're on the topic, uh mullet man on the motorcycle.
0: Man, what happened to him?
1: What the hell is the point of that guy?
0: Uh, cause he's cool. Is he? Yeah.
1: <laughs> he has like the longest mullet and it's just that like, guy
0: is real cool
1: doing all kinds of crazy tricks on his motorcycle yeah. just like showing off
0: I mean and how else hilarious. did you how else did Cloud do all those cool tricks on the motorcycle at the end of the game he, oh, learned. he, learned. he learned but yeah like he shows up is like your first like kind of big boss fight and then is never seen again
1: no like he shows up for like five seconds when you're in in the like Shinra area and then He's like, all right, bye, and then he's just gone. Like, what was the point of adding that guy in?
0: I hope he comes back and we get to fight alongside him because he's very cool and he has that very ridiculous mullet pompadour. (laughs) I am all about that guy.
1: (laughs) Like, the only thing I could figure is that they wanted to add in somebody else who was a soldier?
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, Or just, like, give you something to do on this on this whole sequence because it's a you know new sequence enti- enti- entirely i think
1: yeah it was just so weird i mean he just like showed up and then was gone and then like another one that i brought up with you was Ki- kiri they pronounce her name weird kirie uh, Kiri. you would um, look at
0: it and be like this is pronounced Kairi. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, or, Kyrie." yeah or or kiri like the song
0: but like it's the japanese pronunciation essentially of what they're going for but yeah she kind of just like shows up it's like yeah avalanche sucks Hey, I stole some stuff. You want to get it back for me so they don't kill me? Cool, thanks. And As then a, it's just gone. Like she, her whole thing is to just be the big reveal that she's that old lady's granddaughter.
1: Yeah, that's all. And I'm like, why? Why? It's Look, stupid. There's a
0: lot of new characters in this game. Some of them are going to hit. Some of them are not.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that, but like they they play her up to be a big deal, and they play the mullet man. Do up to they be a
0: big, do they play yeah, her up I, to be a big deal? They really don't.
1: I mean, they give her a whole cutscene of her just like talking about avalanche.
0: But that's basically it. Like she's a non. She is like one of the the lowest non factors in this entire game.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that, like she got a very unique design. She got a cutscene, and she's like antagonizing our protagonist, and then she's just like, okay, bye. Like, what was the point of even having that cutscene?
0: To make Barrett mad.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Kyrie and Mullet Man are out, like hanging out somewhere.
0: Get her, get her away from Mullet Man. He's too cool for her.
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, he, he's, I don't even know his name. Is it
0: like Roche? Roche. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up.
1: Oh my god! Keep talking. That man was just so bizarre, and I just can't figure out why he was there.
0: <laughs> Cause he's cool.
1: It is. You know what? I gotta. I gotta give him some. Some props though. Like that man knows how to work a motorcycle.
0: Roche, R O C H E.
1: Odd. Two best new yeah. characters
0: in this game. Roche, Johnny.
1: Johnny. Which is just
0: Yuri Lowenthal playing Yosuke.
1: Yeah, it is. It's
0: basically the same character.
1: Yeah, except he's he's,
0: except Johnny is just has no shirt on. Yeah, he has a jacket but no shirt.
1: An adult sleaze bag. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's Yosuke, and he's just like in love with Tifa,
0: and just always calls Cloud bro, and Cloud's like, "Stop calling me that, bro." I know. Listen to this.
1: (laughs) It's so funny. Every time Cloud's just like, don't call me that. Bro! What about this, though?
0: Cloud almost Johnny. murdered that guy.
1: You almost murdered him?
0: Cloud almost murders him. Oh. When? At the very beginning when you have to go save him. He's, he almost oh, literally yeah, kills he, him.
1: Yeah, he does almost cut his head off, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, and Tiva's he like, hey, don't do not do this. And Cloud's like, okay, I guess.
1: Um, I will say, Johnny is actually a character in the original Final Fantasy VII. Is he?
0: I, that's how much I remember about ancillary midgar characters
1: <laughs> um i mean he's he's like a very minor character, yeah, but um,
0: like I'm not surprised by that he
1: he is a character though in the original one uh he's just better in this right um which I guess one thing that I think is um something that I I do want to talk about. Um, And it relates to Cloud trying to murder Johnny. (laughs) Um, At one point, like, early on, Tifa mentions Cloud's eyes and is, like, scared of them. Do you remember that? Vaguely. And, um, so, so she, like, specifically mentions that she is scared of his eyes. And, then Aerith, later on, is like, oh, your eyes. Cool. Um, and, and so, like, it's an interesting dichotomy there of, like, Tifa is afraid of this, hello, afraid of this, like, persona that he has created and is afraid of, like, this whole idea of him being soldier. And Aerith is just like, all right, whatever. I, I don't care. Like. I know that you're a big softy under that. What up? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting like comparison to make there that like they they both mention his eyes specifically and how they feel about it. Yeah, can I um, can I
0: say one thing, kind of tangentially to what you just said? Yeah. I hate that they call people who are soldier now a soldier instead of just being like, oh, you're a soldier. They're yeah. like, oh, you're a soldier. Yeah. It yeah. sounds, like I get it. if I get I understand probably why they do it cuz it's probably just sounds grammatically more correct but like it always just like tripped me up. I was like, wait, that's not no soldier's just like a branding name. That you don't have to be a soldier. It's just soldier. Stop saying that.
1: <laughs> um Oh, I forgot to even mention Leslie. He looks like he's straight out of Final Fantasy 15.
0: Leslie's a fine character, I think.
1: He's fine. I don't yeah. have any problems with him as a character, yes, except for he, the fact that he looks straight out of Final Fantasy fifteen. You see
0: him the first time, I was like, "Who is this Final Fantasy fifteen reject that they just threw in here?"
1: <laughs> like the character himself, totally fine. I have yeah. no problems, but the design, I was just like, well, "That doesn't fit at all in any of this." <laughs>
0: Very weird. I was like, <laughs> "What are huh? do you doing here,
1: bud?" <laughs> um, but but he is pretty good, and um, I, I also like that that the necklace that he has is. Um, the design of Aerith's flower and uh tifa is like oh yeah this is like a reunion between lovers and that's what Aerith says when she gives him the flower in the beginning which i'm so um, mad i couldn't get that flower to marlene i mean it basically
0: made its way to marlene
1: that's true
0: she's the one who points it out in the bar
1: i wanted to give it to her specifically yeah um, but
0: cloud's just a weirdo she's like uh flower here we go get it, get it away <laughs> off get it off me
1: <laughs> yeah i mean cloud's just definitely a weirdo um he he's definitely more endearing in this than he was in the original they even they... he's got that hard ass like shell at first
0: yeah i mean like the whole him and bear kind of clashing at first like it, it makes sense obviously narratively because like barrett's not going to trust him because he doesn't he's just some dude that just bringing in and cloud's just like oh, i'm a Badass. I'm a former soldier man.
1: I'm here for the money and all the I'm here for the money. The
0: money. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: but yeah, like. They're like, oh my God, he's hot.
0: I want to get on them bones. I um, would climb
1: him like a tree.
0: She is she needs a tall glass of water. She
1: is thirsty. Um, <laughs> Big Cool it. But,
0: but like, yeah, they do give him a lot more characterization. Like,. Obviously, through the, the original game, he gets that yeah. over the course of the game. This, I think, kind of, like, amplifies it because they kind of have to. Because if you were just, like, the stoic, just brooding, going to say a few words every now and then character through the entirety of the game, it would not work.
1: Mm-mm, it wouldn't. Um, like, one of the, the best moments for me with Cloud is um, the, the kids at the Leaf House are at one point looking for, like there's a, a king toad thing that they want to get rid of for mm-hmm. safety yeah and he's like oh you know my work doesn't come cheap
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then like he starts thinking about it he's like i'll do it for three gill that's it yeah i have a special running right now <laughs> yeah. for killing king toads and i was like that's that's a good like that it's was a really good,
0: good moment yeah good
1: moment it made me very happy because yeah. i i saw some like depth there um Like I said, there is good here. There mm-hmm. really is.
2: Mm-hmm. We've
0: spent what an hour talking mostly about good things from this video game.
1: Um,
0: which I think way more than either of us would have expected we would be talking about with yeah, this video yeah, game.
1: Absolutely. Um. Also, Jesse offered us pizza. Yeah. Um. Also, she's probably going to offer us a little bit more than that. Oh, but, yeah. Um. There were definitely things, though, about this that I did not like. We already talked about the padding. The padding was just not good. I um,
0: completely agree.
1: I also was very, very thrown off by how much Sephiroth shows up.
0: Which again, I think it's it makes sense just because if you if people want to see that Sephiroth man, Final Fantasy Seven fans love them some Sephiroth. Blech. I know you are an exception to the rule, but... I am. (laughs) To be fair, I think they do a good job of actually holding off on you actually seeing him until the very end. Potentially. (laughs) Considering how the way this game is. Potentially. But, like, I like the idea of, like... He just, like, this weird ghost that shows up, like, hey, what's up? And then, like, you, like there was parts of me that was, like, are they just going to hold off on just, like, sh- having him show up at the end to kill President Shinra, which even he technically doesn't do. Yeah. Um, And just, like, maybe does not even have him actually really show up in this game, which I think that would have been a very ballsy decision. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of just, here's Sephiroth in a memory...
1: Like the the whole thing with him like leading Cloud through the the alleys, which we mentioned it like, it's very clear that that's uh, like a PTSD flashback that Cloud's having because hundred percent the landscape is Nibelheim. It is it just is
0: like all of the Sephiroth stuff in this game. Ninety percent of it, like through the first ninety percent of this game, is just all just like weird. Is all just like Cloud having you know. Trigger triggers like in his head, like of oh god, something's happening. Here's here's Sephiroth. Oh no! Yeah,
1: like the the black feather and the reactor. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like that's not there. That didn't Mm -hmm. happen. Um, and like I get that they're trying to do the foil of like Aerith knows what's going on, Mm -hmm. and so, and she obviously gets to know more and more of what's going on. Like she she starts to figure out more of what she's seeing as the game goes along in my opinion anyway um
0: i feel like they're kind of building up to like cloud and aerith are going to have the same ability of being able to see stuff in the future cuz cloud yeah, clearly cause is can getting see some the stuff. he's getting some of it but he's not, it's not very clear it's not a clear picture it's just like fragments whereas mm-hmm. aerith very clearly knows stuff
1: yeah like you know with with the scene outside her house she says like you can't fall in love with me Mm-hmm. And she's saying something like that very close after she is recreating physically with her body her death scene. Yep. And says something about, like, everybody dies, like, eventually anyway. Um, so, like, she's trying to protect him from his feelings um, because she knows what's going to happen. And, like, we get flashes with him every once in a while of, like, him seeing her death scene like there's, and there's trying a, to figure it out.
0: There's very specifically scenes like later in in the later part of the game where like the the enemies are like showing you here's the future and like mm-hmm. one of the like there's a few of them that are specifically that scene. But there's also some in like the earlier parts of the game where like there was one where like I don't remember exactly what happened, but like I think it's him and Erith are doing something and then like it cuts to him getting like a flash of what's going to happen and like she... you see like, this tear fall down his eye and he's just like what.
1: Is it the part in the church where she's like, yeah, I've got this materia. It doesn't do anything. And he's like, well, you don't know how to use it. And she's like, "Ah, yeah, I don't know that that's it. And then, like, turns and he has, like, the flash. Is that the scene?
0: It might be later than that, but I don't remember specifically.
1: Because I remember that, like, when that happened, we were talking about it. Because mm-hmm. um, that's a pretty early flash of, like, hey, this girl's going to die.
0: But again, I think that's a, It's a – it's a thing that you can do in this game specifically because everyone knows that that's going to happen. Right. Everyone knows that. No, I don't know. I I don't, I'm not necessarily falling into that camp quite yet, but everyone knows the spoiler of Final Fantasy VII. So like you could play into expectations of that and be like teasing that out in a way that if you were just doing a regular remake, you would never do that.
1: Right. I really wish they had done more with like Cloud having these, like, PTSD triggers and flashbacks, I really wish they had done more with it. Mm-hmm. Um That's just like, oh, I have a headache. Oh, no. And then everybody, like, nobody really addresses it, ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they're just waiting on for him to eventually explain it, or it's also predicating on, like, if you know, you know. Yeah. But if you don't know, hey, here's a mystery for you. Because, like, they don't reveal that until, like, what, like, two-thirds into the original Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. So, like, it's a long time before they actually tell you, kind of, like, hey, here's what Cloud's been dealing with.
1: It's, like, near the end of disc two, and disc three is just the final dungeon.
0: Yeah. So, I think, like, but I think they kind of, like, they address it, I think, more than they do in the original game here.
1: Well, he wasn't getting any of the, like...
0: Right, he wasn't getting, like, those, but, like, they really kind of, like, drive home the fact, hey, something's weird about him. Yeah. There's something going on there. But again, I think I, I think it's another thing where, like, you know, you can do stuff with people's knowledge of what Final Fantasy VII is. So, like, you can have all these things like pop up and be like, "Hey, if you know you you know what this is, but maybe you over here you don't know what this is. So here's something interesting for you to think about. What's going on here?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then maybe we'll just do something weird with it.
1: Who knows?
0: I did jazz hands with that? It was very weird.
1: <laughs> um, don't ask so me why said- I did that. You said you're not in the camp so you d- you think that they are going to continue the way that they were going they would.
0: So, I okay, so I guess here's a little thing. Let's talk about the gate what happens at the end of this game.
1: With the well, actually before we get to that. Um I I do want to say that that's another thing that drives me completely bonkers about this game is the overuse of those d- whisper guys. I,
0: I think it they're overused at the end. Cuz like it- there's a big part in the like middle chunk of this game where they just don't show up and I was like are they gonna show back up again like they don't they I think the last like they show up right before you leave the sector 7 slums where they attack uh 7th heaven and everything and then like after that they're gone until like the graveyard the train graveyard
1: yeah like they they a
0: lot of the game that they just don't show up again
1: <laughs> they help out like Aerith and the church
0: right okay yes you're right
1: um and you know obviously they have Aerith and Cloud like meet up but like there's just such heavy handedness with the use of these guys I'm yeah like, oh my god this feels like a like what's the word I'm looking for oh I'm blanking on the the term
0: booty booty butt cheeks
1: that is not what I was saying
0: while you think about it, I'll, I'll just say like it's
1: MacGuffin, MacGuffins, like repeated MacGuffins.
0: I think that's an, it's, it is an interesting narrative choice because again, like, like I've been saying, it plays into the fact that people know what this game is, specifically the Midgar part. I think that's the part. A lot of people know how this, this part of the game works, but also it's just like, here's this like weird entity that is like trying to push the narrative in the right direction Mm -hmm. and all these characters are fighting against it in weird ways. Like it's it's a it's an interesting idea. I don't think they executed on it as well as they could have, because they 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 use it too much. They overuse it.
1: Yeah, it's like way I, overused. And like, like, like I the think whole the idea I, of like revivals and stuff. I'm like, what is happening?
0: Like I think the idea of like you know, Barret gets shanked by Sephiroth, and at the end of the game, is like you're like what? And then like the 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 Spooky Ghost is like. God, I can't believe he did... Oh, we gotta heal him. We gotta bring him back. Oh, boy, this is bad. All right, you're good. Uh, See ya. Bye. <laughs> like, I think you could do interesting things like that, but, like, if you're just... Th- with specifically how overly overtly they do it at the end, where it's just, like, smashing you over the head with, this is... They're trying to push you towards the original plot of Final Fantasy VII. Like, it just gets overdone. But I think if you had done it at, like, very smaller intervals or just like made it more of a rare occurrence it would have worked better
1: yeah i mean as it is it just feels very heavy-handed and i was just like annoyed as (laughs) by the end of it by these guys it's like oh my god i get it i get it please stop
0: spooky ghost
1: and, like, you, you've you got them, like, with, with Biggs and Jesse, and I'm like, well, were they trying to make them die, or were they trying to not make them die? Like, what I feel like, like are the Wedge one,
0: do? the Wedge one was them trying to be like, you are not supposed to be here. Get the hell out of here. You were supposed to be dead. Yeah. Like, they were making right of, like, this character isn't supposed to be here. We got to get rid of them.
1: Mm-hmm. It was just very odd. I, I I didn't get what they were going with in some instances. Like I said, I don't know if they were trying to make sure the Biggs and Jesse died because obviously Biggs didn't. Um, well, well, well. We'll get there. What do you mean we'll get there?
0: Well, I guess okay. So you you had your you did you say everything you want to say before we dive into like the very end?
1: I mean. If, I, I just I just think it's annoying. Those things are super annoying. Uh, it's it's, it's heavy-handed. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. Yeah.
0: Um, so the end of the game, where you meet up with Sephiroth, Sephiroth does a portal, and Aerith does a second portal, and then you fight this big thing, and supposedly you are breaking the chains of the spooky ghosts into an alternate timeline of Final Fantasy VII, where you see Biggs and Jesse wake up and not dying and all that sort of stuff wait did we see
1: Jesse not die
0: Jesse wakes up in that scene with Biggs right
1: I didn't see Jesse I only saw Biggs I thought Biggs
2: and
0: Jesse were both there maybe I'm wrong regardless the only thing
1: that we might think that Jesse was there is that there was a glove with like a metal piece on it on the yeah I
0: think that might have just been it but I would assume they're probably going to go with the idea that Biggs, Jesse and Wedge survive Mm
1: -hmm. because it
0: wouldn't make sense just to bring one of them back right Specifically, with how much characterization you've put into them,
1: right. but yeah,
0: like very clearly, we are in an alternate timeline.
1: Yes, um, and one thing that we that I mentioned to you is that like the the dog mascot is a different breed um, mm-hmm. at one point when we get Zach in the ending.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Here is my theory of what's going to happen, and whether it's the next game or in a second, in a third game. I don't think they would just drag this out to a third game because that would just be ridiculous at this point. Not necessarily like the entire story, but like this portion that I'm talking about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We are going to go through the alternate timeline of Final Fantasy VII and see okay. just, it's going to get very weird and we're going to see new things in general. At some point, Aerith is going to make the call that they have to go back to the original timeline because that's the way that they, it has to go and she's going to have to sacrifice herself at some point. Aerith is 100% dying in this game. They're not retconning that. I am, like, convinced after playing this game she is 1,000% dying again.
1: I'm not.
0: That's my theory, is that, like, you're going to go through this alternate timeline for a while, and then eventually she's going to come to the realization that they have to go back because of something that's happening in this world. Whether it's just, like, things are going too well and, like, benefiting them, or something's happening and you have to go back to the original timeline to eventually fight Sephiroth. And she's going to realize that and realize also that it comes with her death and she's going to have she's going to make that sacrifice because i thought like originally when she was like talking about oh we're going to do this thing like she was very much going forward with like yeah i'm going to go we're going to push forward for this mission to fight Sephiroth and i'm going to die but i'm not telling you that but it was just like oh we're going to go to this portal thing
1: yeah and she says something specific like we're going to change entirely by doing this
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like as people um I'm not convinced that that is what's going to happen.
0: I am convinced.
1: <laughs> um, I I think that this is, like, their opportunity because, like, they're bringing Zach back. And For now,
0: they're bringing Zach back into an alternate reality.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing that's very weird about this is that, like, there's obviously two things happening here. Because Zach comes back, Zach survives the last dance somehow, and then there's Cloud... That he's bringing back to Midgar um and like they walk by Cloud and Aerith so like obviously they're not in the same timeline because otherwise
0: or they were just they like showing died. this these these things happened in the same spot but at different points in time I thought that was more of how I was interpreting that scene is that they these are two things that happen at different points in time, but they happen at the same spot. So let's show them happening at the same time. It doesn't work, obviously, because it's very weird. Um, but that was kind of my thought on it.
1: Okay, so my thought was that like
0: because I, I felt like they made it very clear that like the the Zach stuff was happening at a different point in time than everything else that was currently taking place.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, because Zach's last stand happens before any of the events of final fantasy 7 because what right. happens is that zach does the last stand he dies he gives the buster sword to cloud and basically says like you're my legacy now and cloud had been listening to him say like we're gonna go to midgar we're gonna become mercenaries like that's just what we're gonna do we're gonna get away from this whole soldier thing like it'll be fine it'll be fine and so cloud in the original continuity finally came out of the like stupor and was like, oh, well, I was headed to Midgar and I was gonna be a merc and I was gonna quit being a soldier. Mm-hmm. And uh like there there's a lot of misconceptions about the whole thing with Zach. And that's that's a whole thing that bothers me like crazy. But um like all he knew is that he had been hearing like that's what we're gonna do. And so he just like clung to that. Um and thus starting the whole events of Final Seven. So obviously, like this is before anything happened in seven because you can't have
2: Right, right.
1: A a days long battle <laughs> with Zach and him survive and be like, All right, buddy, let's go. Um I I just didn't that was a very weird scene and totally to me, like it it played off as like there be and, and especially because of the, the dog difference. I was like, "What are we doing here with this this title? I
0: think, I think more, it was supposed to be like, "Here are these characters that are rep- are like important to the other characters, cloud to cloud, Zach to Earth." Mm-hmm. So we got to show them paralleling each other or whatever, and also as a way to show like, "Hey, things are very much different now."
1: And like I said, there would be a, a paradox because there's two clouds now,
0: but there's not two clouds. There's just one cloud, because that was in the past.
1: (laughs) It was in the past, but, like, hes he didn't... He's... The cloud that we have now... Look, time
0: travel is a hard concept. I am not... (laughs) I am... Of anyone, I am not expecting Tetsuya Nomura to really dive into (laughs) the intricacies of time theory and time travel and timeline shenanigans. I mean, granted, he's not directing the next game, so... Yeah. Who knows where they'll go, but Yeah. Like I could uh, see as well, like going off of my theory that like Eric finds Zack alive and is just like something's not right here. Like, yeah, I'm happy, but this this isn't supposed to be happening. What? And maybe that's an impetus for her to go back to the
1: original timeline. Spooky ghost. She's like, Oh man, this dude that I dated for a few days is back alive. Well, time to go kill myself. <laughs> like what? <laughs> um That would be odd. And, 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 I mean, that's something that I'm really interested to see what they do. Like, what are they going to do with Zack now that he's alive?
0: Whatever they want. They have, I mean, considering, like, what the, basically what the end of this game sets up for the next, it's a blank slate. It is. You could do whatever the f*** you want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because, like, they're not chasing after Sephiroth because that's what they were doing in the original continuity.
0: I mean, technically they are.
1: Well, I mean, like, they're not physically chasing him. Right. Like, that's that's why they left Midgar in the first place and why they go to Calm and why they go to Juno and all that is that they're, ch- like, they're following him.
0: And now um, they're just, like, going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really um, know.
1: <laughs> but, like, is Zack going to join the team? Is Zack going to be working somehow on the side? Like, what is Zack's role in this now? Is that going to be the one that actually breaks Cloud? Rather than, like, Tifa having to go in and, like, undo all the mess in his brain.
0: That's a good question.
1: Like, because Zach obviously knows the truth. Zach knows what happened. And so, like, if Cloud and Zach meet up with each other, Cloud's going to have a complete and utter breakdown. Like, he even, like, spazzed out when Aerith tried to say his name. Yeah. So, like... If if they were to somehow meet, there is going to be a real big issue there.
0: Yeah, um, I I think that that is a very interesting idea.
1: Um, and like I would with Zach being the the trigger for him, like figuring out who he really is, that'd be kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, what are you gonna do with Zach? Why yeah. is he back? What are we doing? Um, and I mean, I guess the same could be said about like. Biggs, and Wedge and Jesse like why are they back what are they going to do um, and I wonder if there's going to be like some kind of weird avalanche Zack team up
0: yeah like the, the door is open for any of this to happen which is a very intriguing idea and something you would never have thought about with a Final Fantasy 7 remake of like hey what are they going to do now with all <laughs> these like weird things that could potentially happen Um, I will say like kind of tangentially off of this like I I was surprised how weird this game is in terms of like how much they actually kept the weirdness of Final Fantasy VII in it because I really thought they would go like you know with how realistic it was they would kind of like cut a lot of that out but like you fight Hell House mm-hmm. and that's weird Yep. But a lot of like the enemy design still kind of weird um I I have more I have higher hopes let's say for Sephiroth throwing materia at Cloud.
1: Yay!
0: Because I mean, they very much show materia is a thing that people just kind of hand holding their hands and stuff. Yep. I'm very much hoping that Sephiroth, we get to see a realistic Sephiroth beam cloud with a piece of materia and just float off. I am. <laughs> yes,
1: he floats at one point, like uh, 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 you see him like outside President Shinra's mm-hmm. office with Jenova, just like what? like what is what is? I that?
0: have renewed hopes for this.
1: That, that is, is something hopeless.
0: I did not expect coming out of this game.
1: That's that's true. Um something I wanted to ask you. Okay. And um I have an idea on why they did it. Um there is a like less than thirty second moment where you see Kaichi. Mm-hmm. Um minus Moogle writing right do you think that was just like a nod of like oh look kai here um yeah
0: i think that's just it
1: okay because and like i
0: think it's it, it's again well i've been saying this a lot it is one of those you know you know and if you uh-huh. don't you're like what the hell is that so like you get you if you know you know like hey this is rufus or not rufus uh reeve reeve just being like god i couldn't do anything to save them
1: and so that was what I was wondering is, like, is that their way of showing that, like, you know, Reeve is obviously someone who cares a lot because he's like, uh, you know, I don't want you to do this. And also here's the revitalization plan now that you've done this. Um, so, like, was that their nod of, like, Reeve grieving what happened by showing Kate mm-hmm. she since he can't actually be out there physically?
0: I think that's hundred percent, and also like it gives you, if you know you, it gives you the, the scene of like, oh, he already has control of it and all that sort of stuff.
1: Well, he's had control of robots since um, like before Christus,
0: right? But like also, it just like I think it's just one of those things like it's a nod, but also it shows you like you know he's in control of this thing in particular now. So yeah. like when it shows up later, it won't be as big of a surprise. But like you you already kind of have the know that like this thing's in play. And yeah. also, it's just a—it's a, a reference that people know. It's a nod, and you know, you can be like, "Oh, hey, that cool." Uh,
1: so like that was my big question: is like, is it a way of like trying to humanize Reeve a bit? I
0: yeah, I think that I think that definitely is the case.
1: Because we don't get as much development on Reeve in the original one, we just don't. No. Um, actually, I think a lot of that could be said about all the Turks at this point, except for we don't get as much with Sung. Um. And again, that annoys me that he is only supposed to be like eight years older than Aerith. And he looked like he was already 30 when he went to see her when she was like seven.
0: <laughs> yeah, they didn't really care about that. They are just like, whatever. No. <laughs> just use the same model. Who cares? He's to be
1: like in his teens when he goes to see her and like trying to recruit Maybe her. he
0: was just very tall. He he had he has Kiryu syndrome. <laughs> he just looks real old for how young he is
1: never ages or they just didn't care enough to make another model for it.
0: I'm gonna go with both.
1: Yeah. Maybe that that is the case. Um I was very happy though because Sung has beautiful hair. Um and I was not expecting that. You know, it, it's wild to see him go from block form to like <laughs> gorgeous, but I mean, it's it's a are. lot
0: of, for a lot of these characters it's wild to see them go from blocky form to where they are now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and actually one thing that was really neat for me, uh, and this is going to be such a weird thing for me to say, um, I've consistently been trying to figure out if the things near um, uh, Reno's eyes, if they were like weird hair bits or if they were tattoos. Mm -hmm. Because they're the the same color as his hair. Yeah. And the way that his hair is, it like hangs down a bit. And so in, in like... Advent Children, things like that. I've always been trying to figure out, like, is that his hair? Or is that a tattoo? It makes it very clear in this game it is a tattoo. Yeah. Um, so that was good. And and they did maintain a little bit of the um, Reno-Rude relationship. Um, and they maintained that Rude has a crush on Tifa, which, again, like, that is a nod to the original game that you would not know that in this version of it, but um, he, he like, will not hurt her. Mm-hmm. Um. hmm I did think it was kind of an odd thing that they're like, "Oh, Brood feels bad about doing the thing and making all the people die." And Song's like, "Well, you saved somebody else from feeling bad, isn't that cool?" I'm like, what kind of logic is that? <laughs> um, but we do see some some good stuff <laughs> happening. Good lord, with uh, <laughs> with Reno at least and his like his conscious about what conscience about what he did his yeah. part in that like even like at the time he's like yeah I don't want to do this this sucks and then even afterwards um, when Sung's like yeah you know save somebody else and Rina's like no no still Philly shit. that was still a bad thing to do which speaking of there's so much cussing in this game I mean
0: to be fair yeah there's technically a lot of cussing in original Final Fantasy 7 they just bleep it
1: Except for it was only Barrett and only Sid.
0: Yeah, but everyone just cusses now, and it's really good. Everyone
1: cusses now. Everyone, uh, like the Lion with Cloud, and just like, bring it on. I was like, "What are you doing?" And like some of the times um, when he's doing Limit Break, he's like, "Bring it." Yep. I'm like, what are you doing?
0: I I am here to say that uh, all Final Fantasy Seven characters should cuss, should have a cuss. I, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting for Red 13 to learn his first cuss word.
1: I am also like.
0: I mean, he's already learned a few because he's hung around with Barrett and Cloud, so he knows a few <laughs> now, but I i can't wait for him to say his first cuss.
1: Like, Aerith, she says like or something, doesn't she?
0: I think she says more than that. I think she says at some point.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe. Um, I don't know.
0: I could be projecting here, but maybe I just really want Aerith to say let Aerith say. Let Aerith say.
1: Let Arith say. <laughs> um, But it's really going to be weird. Like, Sid speech patterns. If Sid shows up, even, yeah, um, like how how they're gonna differentiate him?
0: He just says shit every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs>
1: also, space. <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna have to block all that That's, out.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh no, oh no.
1: <laughs> but. That's actually going to keep up some of the humor of, of the original. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you have to do all of it but the and space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean like I I feel better about this game than I did going in. I still don't love yeah. it. I still think that there's a lot of choices that they made. Um, but I could definitely just hang out with Aerith forever and be happy.
0: <laughs> True.
1: She's so um, cute and I love her.
0: I'm I'm eager to see how they do like what they do with other parts of Final Fantasy Seven. Like you kind of see it I think at, at some point where like the the ancients place mm-hmm. you eventually go to. Like they show a little bit of that and I was like that seems cool I would go I would walk around that in a nice high res version like I want to <laughs> see the the gold saucer I want to see the the place where red 13's from um Cosmo Canyon Yeah I want to see Cosmo Canyon I want to see the old guy on his ball floating around um,
1: I'm interested in how they do Bogane and like how are they going to do that
0: Yeah like I want to see a lot of the other st- like the other stuff you get to do in Final Fantasy 7 like I want to see just
1: You want to see Materia Bob
0: I want to see Materi Bob. I want to see the Shinra parade.
1: Oh, wow.
0: I was thinking of that. That was one of the things like, I want to see the Shinra parade.
1: Um, actually that's interesting because, you know, one of the things in the Shinra parade is Cloud doing his victory pose, which they do the victory poses in the Coliseum, which is a good touch. hmm
0: And then like, Barrett's always just going, da 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 <laughs> so
1: yeah, there's even a part. There's a side quest. I don't know if you did it, where like you have to play different music for the girl Betty, who is in Sector Seven, and like you play these different songs, and eventually Barrett's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no you got to do this one. Yeah, It's like nice, good job. Yep, Barrett, like, yep, 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 yep. You like one thing, and it's that. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about before that because I got real excited about Barrett singing the victory theme. Oh, the the poses. Yes. Um. I I I did think that it was neat that they put the poses in the Colosseum because it doesn't make sense for them to do it like in in the game, like when you're doing battles. Mm-hmm. So it does in the Colosseum, and they all follow their original um, victory pose. Yeah. Um. So that's cute. But there is an animation for Cloud to do the victory pose, and that would be in there. They the already box. got it in there. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I'd be very curious to see how they'd do that cuz I think it would be very cuz like that part of the game is real weird just in general. Yes. So I just want to see how they would do it here.
1: How are they going to have like Cloud jumping off of a dolphin to get up to the right? Top of Judah? <laughs> like Final Fantasy 7 is a weird game.
0: Mm-hmm. And like like I said, I think this this remake actually kind of preserves some of that weirdness in a way that I really wasn't expecting. Also yeah. like there are there are various times where you can really see, like, them kind of, like, just do a realistic version of some of the weird PS1 architecture they had to do for certain areas, mm-hmm. which I think is a really cool touch. Like, the first time you go into Arif's house, I'm just like, I've definitely been here before. Like, this just feels like I've been, like, the PS1 version, but it's just, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Like, that, that, I think that there's a lot of, like, parts like that where I was like, that's really impressive that they're able to, like hit this, like, nostalgia thing that I really wasn't expecting to see. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, I'm real curious to see what they do with, like, the the next game in this, where it's going to get weirder from here, obviously, because the, the story of Final Fantasy like you said, just gets weirder as it goes on. Yeah. And also just, like, how they do it. Like, are they going to, like, focus in on another specific section and just do that, or are we going to, like, start seeing less hyper specific parts of the game and more just like here's the rest of the game. But maybe a little bits and pieces here are fleshed out more than before. But also, we're in uncharted territory, so who knows what's gonna happen. Right. Who knows what part that he can do? They could do any part. They could just be like, here's the end of the game. Oh it's a flashback, it's a dream. oh
1: here's this other <laughs> stuff now. Yeah, I mean they could here's Final Fantasy people.
0: 8 Who who knows? Here's Squall <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, Cloud has a lot of whatever in this. Um but Yeah, they could straight go to like Nibelheim or whatever. They could do whatever they want. It's weird. Um, Really, the only thing I'm asking is for them to just retcon everything about Advent children. Please (laughs) do that.
0: I can agree with that. That's Um,
1: all I ask for. Barrett is a good dad. Don't make him into a bad dad just so you can ship things square. (laughs) Mm. Terrible.
0: And also just give me more hip hop to Chocobo.
1: Oh God that song's bad
0: it's so bad but I love it
1: it's so bad (laughs) it's so
0: terrible it's good I mean look to be fair it is the first song they give you
1: as a collectible
0: so clearly it is the
1: best oh my god um
0: that's just facts
1: I was just thinking how are they gonna even like handle the whole the entirety of Vincent as a character yeah it's like I'm gonna go back to sleep in my coffin now goodbye
0: no, no, no! He's gonna go back to sleep in his coffin, and the the lid of the coffin is just gonna fall down from the ceiling.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's what it does. Yeah, it just <laughs> when it lands, he just like sits up. Like, why are you bothering me? Like, if that's th-
0: yeah. Again, wow. I like I said, I think a lot of people's like memories of Final Fantasy Seven is the Midgar part, mm-hmm. and just people kind of also forget that like it's it weird in this game later on. Yep. So like, yep. I'm real curious to see how they will do some of this weird stuff, some of the even weirder stuff, I should say. Mm. But yeah, I would play another one of these games.
1: Yeah, I would. Maybe too. not at
0: full price, maybe not at a release, but I would play another one of these games, and that is something I did not expect to say coming out of this game.
1: No, I agree with you entirely. Um, I I would definitely play whatever comes next. Like, I I don't know if that. Well, the Yuffie one's PS5 exclusive, but... Um,
0: Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade N- New... Er, new. Hang on, here's my... I got, I got it, I got it, I got it. All right. The sequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake. New Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs>
1: Good. <laughs> Good.
0: Call me up, Square. You probably well, already have the name okay. down. It's fine, but call me up.
1: Um... And I mean, there were several moments where people said, let's mosey. So I am assuming we're going to eventually get that line again.
0: Straight, we better. We better. We better.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely play um, another one. I, Like you said, I might not pay full price for it. Um, and like maybe having everything spoiled made it a better experience for me.
0: Yeah, I think it gave us just like a different way. A different way to ex- expect what to, what is going to come out of this game. In yeah. a way, if we had played this at launch, we would not have the same way of yes. thinking about it. And I think that would have hindered our enjoyment of this game, I think.
1: I Yeah. I, I think if I had played this at launch without any kind of spoilers, I would have just...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm not completely happy with it because but
0: Happier than you would have thought.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least we killed those stupid Whisper guys, so like, I don't now. have to deal with them anymore. For now. For now.
0: I'll watch that Yuffie DLC on YouTube, because I'm not going to spend $70 for this game again.
1: Yeah, no. No, no. Because the PS
0: Plus version does not upgrade, because of course not.
1: Ridiculous. Um, Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I... I since the timeline's all thrown off now, I don't know what to expect from the Yuffie thing because, like I said...
2: Anything
0: can
1: happen! Anything can happen. Yuffie was... So... Who knows?
0: Did they, did they mention in that in the showing of this, if like, when this is supposed to take place? Like, is it concurrent with the... The events of the game as it's happening or is it supposed to be after or
1: I couldn't figure it out honestly
0: well I mean we were also watching that without the knowledge of yeah having played the game so but I don't remember if they actually clarified where it's supposed to take place but regardless yeah it's all open the Final Fantasy 7 forbidden door has been opened <laughs> and now cloud has to and, and new Final Fantasy 7 remake, Cloud has to come for, face-to-face with his deepest adversary. Final Fantasy 7 fan fiction.
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
0: He has to read f- f- 10,000 different stories of him and Sephiroth making out.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Cloud, who's going to save you?
0: Aerith's just going to kick the door down and be like, what the f***, dude? We gotta go back oh. we gotta go back <laughs> back to the original time. <laughs> I can't let you do this to yourself.
1: Oh man. Terrible. Terrible.
0: <sighs> That's Final Fantasy Seven remake.
1: It's Final Fantasy Seven remake. It
0: sure is. What a weird game.
1: It was just, yeah. 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 It's really like the best way to describe it at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, either way, that's going to do it for this episode. And Except now we're, we're also in an alternate timeline, so who knows what's going to happen. <gasps>
2: <gasps> <Whoa! laughs>
0: uh, if you'd like more from us, go to SeasonLineOfCheckup.com or SAC.Cool. Find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Checkup and Jared Now Watch on there. You can also find columns and reviews. You can find more from Ann Ladium at anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews.
2: What?
0: You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash animecheckup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment of Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on amazon.com. A bomb. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash s-a-c-o-v-a. Buy us a slice of pizza. Get access to unedited versions of the podcast, bonus episodes, all sorts of fun stuff. Like If you're on the Patreon, you could have got this episode a week early. Spoilers.
1: Whoa. Spoilers. Whoa.
0: Uh, Next week, we'll be doing something. I uh-huh. believe next week we will be diving headfirst into March Madness, because it's probably the best time to do it.
1: Yep. Absolutely the best time to do it.
0: <laughs> March Madness. So we'll Bust out the bracket for our annual tradition Mm -hmm. and find what's the winner. Yeah. So look forward to that next week.
2: Woo.